Welcome to the Mickey and Minutes Podcast, the short Disney show. I'm your host, Nick Lazaga, and this is episode 37, Tips for Playing Along at the Disney Parks. There's a place in everyone's imagination where dreams live. Luckily, there's also a place where they come true. Walt Disney World Resort. Whenever you walk into a Disney park, you are entering a grand show where you are the star. That's why all the Disney employees are known as cast members and why the public parts of the park are referred to as on stage. The Disney parks are basically the world's best playgrounds, and they're not just for kids. Walt Disney designed Disneyland as a place where families can have fun together, and all the other parks that followed were designed with that in mind too. It is perfectly acceptable for an adult to let loose embrace your inner child, and just be silly while at a Disney park. In fact, it's kind of expected. Leave the adulting for the real world and let your imagination take flight when in Disney. There's adventure around every corner and a million memories to be made. On this episode, I'm going to tell you a few ways to play at the Disney parks. And these tips are for everyone, adults and kids. Because as Walt Disney once said, adults are only kids grown up. So let's start with getting into character. This is much easier for little kids because they can actually wear costumes to the parks. In fact, there are even places around Disneyland and Walt Disney World where the little girls can get made up as their favorite princesses and little boys can become the knights in shining armor. This magical place is called the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Here, a fairy godmother in training will give your little girl a full princess makeover including the hair, makeup, a dress, and more. For a price, of course. And your little boy will love his transformation into a brave knight there, too. And if your kids are a little bit more adventurous, they can get transformed into pirates instead at the Pirates League. There they will get fully into character with a costume, face paint, and they're even going to get a unique pirate name. It's just so cute seeing these little kids with painted on beards and little swords. Unfortunately, there isn't anything like this for adults. Disney is pretty strict on adult costumes because they don't want the children confusing normal guests with the real characters, you know? So if us grown-ups want to get into character, we have to be a little bit more creative. That's where the art of Disney bounding comes in. Disney bounding is when you wear normal clothes inspired by the Disney characters. So this involves wearing the right colors and even some accessories or accent pieces that remind you of the character. So it's dressing kind of like how you'd imagine these characters would dress in the real world. 
For example, one time my wife and I Disney bounded as Ariel and Prince Eric at the Magic Kingdom. So for my Eric Disney bound, I just wore dark blue shorts, a red belt, and a normal short sleeve white button down shirt. It's kind of like a more casual Eric look, instead of a full costume that would have involved a puffy pirate-like shirt, long pants, and tall boots. I'll post some pictures in the show notes for this episode at mickeyandminutes.com so you can see. Disney bounding is so fun, especially with your significant other or a group of friends or family members, because you can match and all be different characters from the same movie. And what makes it even more fun is when you find a place in the parks that goes with your Disney bound to take some fun pictures. When we were Ariel and Eric, we took lots of pictures in the Little Mermaid area of New Fantasyland. The PhotoPass photographers are always really great about getting some beautiful shots. One of my personal favorite Disney bounding memories is from when we Disney bounded as Flynn Rider and Rapunzel at the Magic Kingdom. We got some great pictures in the Tangled Rest area, and we even got a fun picture of us holding Pascal. That's called a magic shot. The photographer will ask you to stand a certain way or hold out your hands in a certain way, and then they digitally add a character or something in later. It's truly magical. And actually, that time when we were Flynn and Rapunzel also happened to be the day that I proposed. I planned that because Tangled is my wife's favorite Disney movie. So, one of our best memories ever is forever tied to Disney bounding. It was just too perfect. Anyways, once you're in character, just have fun with it. We like to go to Starbucks and ask them to write our character's name on the cup. That also makes for a super cute photo op. And the best thing is meeting the character that you're Disney bounding as. You automatically have something really fun to talk about. Which actually brings me to my next tip. Talk to the characters. Don't just walk up, snap a picture, and leave. Interact with them. Now some characters won't be able to talk back to you, but you can still have a fun time meeting with them, and often their handlers will help them respond to you. I always have a blast meeting Mickey and the gang, and Chip and Dale are so funny. But when meeting the princesses and other characters that can talk to you, like one of my favorites, Peter Pan, be sure to have a conversation with them. For example, this one time we met Mary Poppins and I was wearing my hat backwards, and she told me that I wasn't wearing it in the proper way. We had a lot of fun with that. And when we met Rapunzel soon after we got engaged, her and my wife had a really cute conversation about her ring. It's just so much fun to talk to these wonderful characters. Ask them about their friends or things that happened in their movies. These interactions are priceless if you just have fun with them. Remember, you're never too old or too cool to play along. Which brings me right to my next point. Get involved with the show. Talk to the cast members at highly themed attractions like the Haunted Mansion or Tower of Terror. They're spooky and a lot of fun. Also, cast members at fully immersive lands like Pandora or Galaxy's Edge are always fully in character and really fun to talk to. Sometimes you'll also find Streetmosphere characters in different areas of the parks. These are people who aren't specific characters, but they're part of the overall show in the land around you. For example, the Stormtroopers in Galaxy's Edge or Star Wars Launch Bay. Some of my favorite Streetmosphere characters are the citizens of Hollywood. You can often find them hanging around near the entrance of Hollywood Studios. They are old-timey directors, producers, talent agents, and actors. They play off the setting and really add to the atmosphere of old Hollywood. Sometimes they ask for volunteers for some improv or they'll just start talking to you in character. If they do, just play along. These interactions are hilarious. Some other amazing Streetmosphere can be found on Main Street USA at both Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. There you can see the Dapper Dans, a real, very talented barbershop quartet. 
They sing classic tunes and even some contemporary Disney songs. If you see them, watch their show. They really set the scene of a small turn-of-the-century town. And did you know that you could also get your haircut in the old-timey barbershop? Cool, huh? Around the Disney parks, you will also find some interactive elements that are really fun to play around with. Remember, Disney is not a museum, so touch things. For example, there's an old telephone on the wall in one of the shops on Main Street, and if you pick it up and listen, you can hear some of the gossip from around town. And there are tons of interactive elements that create funny gags in Toontown in Disneyland. Also, around the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular show at Hollywood Studios, there is a rope leading down into a hole with a sign that says, Do not pull the rope. My advice is pull the rope. And speaking of Indiana Jones, one thing that I've always wanted to do is volunteer for the stunt show. They always take some people from the crowd to be extras in the show, so you can be on stage with Indiana Jones. It looks so fun. One day, I'm really going to do that. And that's actually another tip. Always volunteer. This can lead to you being a part of the show, literally. Another example of this, though on a smaller scale, is that at certain times in Fantasyland, you might see the Royal Majesty Makers. They're searching for the hero of Fantasyland. That is, the one who can pull the sword from the stone. They always ask for volunteers to try. And who knows, maybe you're worthy. Or maybe your kid is. I mean, how cool would it be to be the one who pulled the sword from the stone in front of everyone? Now, if your idea of play involves actual games, Disney's got you covered there too. There are tons of games to play around the park. A very popular game is Searching for Hidden Mickeys. A hidden Mickey is that classic three-circle shape of Mickey's head hidden in small details. There are some great books out there telling you where to find many of them if you want a guide. Or your family can just keep an eye out for them. They really are everywhere. Many of the attractions queues have games built right into them. These are referred to as interactive queues. Some great interactive queues include Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and The Haunted Mansion. Also, if you have really little kids, they'll enjoy playing in the Dumbo queue in the Magic Kingdom. Here, you actually get a buzzer, and they'll notify you when it's your turn to ride the ride. So while you wait, the kids get to play in a beautifully themed Dumbo play area. And get this, it's indoors and there's seating for the parents. But keep in mind that if you want to play in these interactive queues, you have to wait in the standby line, because the fast pass queues usually skip right over the games. If you want to hear more about some of the queues at Walt Disney World, be sure to check out my last episode of the Mickey and Minutes podcast. There I gave my list of the top 10 best queues at Walt Disney World. Since not all the queues are interactive, Disney actually recently came out with an app for your phone called the Play Disney Parks app. This app is location-based and has fun games related to where you are in the park, and many of the games involve the environment around you and interaction with other people, so you're not just staring down at your phone the whole time. There are trivia games, music, and digital achievement rewards. And I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet, but I hear that this app is very fun and useful in that land. But not all the games are confined to the queues or on your phone. There are some really great games you can play physically around the park. The most notable of these is called Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. This is a really awesome interactive card game that is free to play and leaves you with some cool collectible souvenirs when you're done. 
So in the game, Merlin has recruited you to be his new apprentice, and you must help him defeat the Disney villains who are in secret places around the park. To play, go to the firehouse on Main Street or the outpost behind the Christmas shop to get your magic keycard, a special map of the park, and a deck of spell cards, all of which you get to keep. Then you have to find these hidden interactive screens that are all around the park. They are discreetly marked by a symbol somewhere around it, usually on the ground. When you find the screens, you show your keycard to activate it, and then you play. The game is really fun and can be continued over many visits. Another fun interactive game at the Magic Kingdom is called A Pirate's Adventure, Treasure of the Seven Seas. Here you also get a free map. Then you use it to hunt for hidden treasure around Adventureland. Now this game isn't as long or as involved as Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, but there are five different adventures you can go on, so you can come back again and again and have a different experience each time. Also, over at Animal Kingdom, you can become a wilderness explorer, like in the movie Up. This is a really fun way to explore the park while completing different activities that teach you and your kids about animals, the environment, and conservation. To play, head over to the Wilderness Explorer's headquarters, located on the Oasis Bridge, and pick up your Wilderness Explorer's handbook. In it, you'll find a map that will guide you to the different bad stops around the park. There, you will interact with cast members, complete activities, and earn your badges. This game is free and fun for the whole family. There are just so many ways to really get involved and play along at the Disney parks. But honestly, my favorite thing about Disney is that all the attractions and lands are so well-themed that you really only need your imagination to play along. Remember, like with everything else in life, you only get as much as you put in. So my best tip is to go all in when you're at Disney. Be a kid and just play. Well, those were some of my tips on how to play along when you're at a Disney park. Do you like to do any of these things? How do you like to play when you're in Disney? Let me know on Twitter at Mickey and Minutes. Also, let me know if you decide to try any of my suggestions next time you're in the park. I would love to hear about some fun character interactions or even your experiences playing some of those cool games. So you may have noticed that recently I've had to take some of my older episodes off of iTunes and SoundCloud. But no worries, these episodes are still available. You can stream them exclusively on mickeyandminutes.com. Just go to the podcast page and look in the archives. They're organized by month and year. So if you ever want to go back and hear an old episode, that's where you can find them. Well, I hope everyone is having a fun and safe summer. And thanks for taking Mickey and Minutes along with you wherever it is that your summer is taking you. I hope that you enjoy this little bit of extra Disney magic. Once again, thanks so much for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate it and review it on iTunes and tell your fellow Disney friends about it. Look out for another episode very soon. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Mickey and Minutes. Find us on YouTube for some Disney trivia and other fun videos. And check out MickeyandMinutes.com for show notes, exclusive podcast episodes, and more. Thanks again for listening to the Mickey and Minutes podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye. Folks here about Sabra Rabbit leaving home. <laughs>